Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Kings are dominating so much that Draper and Katie were talking about sugar cookies. Um, that's how bad it was. Domas still being dominant, kind of like last game where he was just so dominant, kind of looking to score, and that despite that, he still got a triple-double. Yeah, I will say about the Zach Levine stuff, um, I don't really get the hype. Like, unfortunately, in this system, like we've constantly talked about, he's going to be like probably fourth or fifth option. Like, Welcome to the Sports Ethos Kings cast. It's daily. I'm solo tonight. Um, I think my co-hosts, my co-pilots will be joining me later. Maybe one has internet issues. The other one uh, is playing basketball right now in a rec league. Um, it is what it is. It's all good. So here we go. Let's begin. First quarter, Wizards come out motivated and make their shots. Fox guards Kyle Kuzma and makes him miss a runner. Kevin Herter hits a three. Kyle Kuzma hits a three. Wiz up by two. Lyles comes in and gets a charge. Golden one is nuclear. Monk makes a three. Sasha comes in and immediately makes a three. Monk hits another three. Barnes with a nice baseline drive for the lay-in. Wizards up by four to end the quarter. Second quarter. Fox steals the ball from Jordan Poole. The Wizards fall asleep and Fox Fox trots for an easy layup. Great defensive moment here. Mike Muscala posts up on the smaller Keon Ellis. Then Sasha rotates and causes Muscala to miss a layup. Domas hits this beautiful twisting layup within the final seconds of the shot clock. Keegan hits a three. Score is tied. 40 all. Keon gets a block. Keegs gets a steal. Fox disrupts Kuz's drive for a turnover. Fox is talking crazy shit here. HB gets a steal in the breakaway slam. Sign and fill out that Harrison Barnes apology form, please. Fox knifes through the Wizards' defense for an easy lay-in. Kings up by 10 to end the half. So when it comes to the first half, I think like last game, the Kings did a lot better in the second quarter than the first quarter, which is starting to become a new trend. Like in a weird way, it kind of felt similar to some of our games of last year where, where the first quarter felt a little bit more lackadaisical than the second. Um, I think we picked up a lot better defensively in the second quarter and started like um, imprinting and Fox definitely went off in the second quarter. So if we're just talking about the, uh, first half that's kind of what you're what you kind of saw i saw a lot um obviously domas was um dominant the whole time but especially in that first half and like uh um and and just saw kind of a good uh group alt there it was interesting that we didn't have javel at all like that we went really small ball which was just an interesting uh lineup choice but it worked fine overall and like yeah the first half ended well mm-hmm. I'm, ma- I'm glad you mentioned last year last season because yeah that was an issue that we always felt like the Kings were slow in the first quarter and then of course you know uh, fourth quarter Fox would take over and we eventually win the games uh, and I'm really glad that fourth quarter Fox doesn't have to be clutch Fox 
because we are winning uh, definitively. So thank you so much, David, for that. Third quarter, Keegan hits a three. Fox hits a three off a Domas paint spray. Keegan goes bully ball on Jordan Poole for the end one. Fox gets another steal, which turns into a herder breakaway slam. Kings up by 24. The Kings are dominating so much that Draper and Katie were talking about sugar cookies. Um, that's how bad it was. HB hits back-to-back threes. Keon splashes a three. Fox blows by Denny Avia for the sexiest midi. Uh, Kings up by 21. Fourth quarter, Monk hits a three. Poole hits back-to-back threes, talking shit to Monk. Herder hits a three. Keegan gets a backdoor cut slam. Keegan hits another three. Four minutes to go. Coach Wes Unsell Jr. unloads the bench. Herder throws a laser to JTA for his first Kings points. Ketzer Edwards hits the three off a of Davion spray. Wiz within 10. Colby Jones, the timely runner at the shot clock buzzer. Kings win. Light the beam. You know what it is. David, thoughts on the game as a whole? Well, I'd say, like, as a whole, yeah, I think um, this game was another game where we took care of business overall, uh, just kind of like the Utah game, you know. Uh, I think, again, we took over in the second and third, and this was also another game where, like, we got such a big lead in the third that I think the guys stepped got a little bit off the gas in the fourth, which is why it got a little bit closer in garbage time, but that doesn't really matter. Um, again, like Fox looked like his, his old self pretty quick after getting rid of the arm band thing. Um, or yeah. Uh, so that was good to see. And it was good to see um, Domas still being Dominic kind of like last game where he was just so a Dominic kind of looking to score. And that despite that, he still got a triple double, you know, Keegan still looked good. You know, yeah, he wasn't going to put 47 again, but like he still was playing solid points and still his threes back, um, which I wasn't worried about before. So, and also he got to show off some post moves, which is nice. We also got to see a herder dunk, which was, again, always kind of interesting to see. Um, but yeah, overall, I think this was a good performance. The guys played solid defense in like the third and like um, the, the second that helped us get a big enough lead. And then, we just were able to tear them apart piece by piece. We took care of a team that, you know, you should take care of at your home court. We got, and we won, and now we're now won the first three. Hopefully we can kind of refocus and take on and beat like Boston and make it into like, you know, four in a row instead of just three in a row. But yeah, and now we're sitting in the fourth seed of the West, which is really nice. And so, yeah, everything's looking good for us right now. I This is really good. Well said. I'm glad you covered all the points that I wanted to talk about. That was an interesting moment. Uh, In the first quarter, De'Aaron was struggling offensively. Uh, He was missing his shots. He was fine on defense. But yeah, it was interesting to see him tear off his kinesio tape, which was on his shoulder, his right shoulder that was injured. And yeah, right after that, he goes off and and looked like the MVP De'Aaron Fox that we all know and love. Uh, I do want to shout out, and I have to, a, it's my, my Twitter namesake, but Domantas Sabonis looked so dominant. And again, he just posts a triple-double tonight and made it look easy. Uh, he showed a variety of moves from his arsenal. Um, and, and Daniel Gafford is no joke. I like him. I almost want him to be on the Kings. If he could shoot threes, I would want him on our team. But my goodness, what a performance from uh, Domantas for sure. What a performance by this team. And I tweeted this. I thought from the second quarter on, and and yes, they got sloppy at the very end, and that was the bench's fault. 
when the Wiz got within 10 in the fourth quarter. But in the second and third quarter, that was like playoff level defense. And I was so proud of them for doing that. And they, they looked playoff ready in those two quarters. It, it was beautiful to watch. Keith, what's going on, man? Woo! I do believe it is once again that time to unwind and reflect on another King's W as the beam soars high into the Sacramento skyline. Good evening, everybody from the East Coast. Just got off work. I got the crown playing. You know, I have to watch the crown before I go on the news and after I go on the news. That's my good luck charm. I mess the crown heavily. Love the Brits. Love the drama the Brits give. But more importantly, I love the wins. The Kings continue to rack up on the West Coast of my hometown. I, I, I can't explain this enough. So if anybody remembers, when they beat OKC, I was driving somewhere. The connection gave out. Fumble of the year will never happen again. I'm here at the home, my Wi-Fi, so no connection errors tonight. Knock on wood as we knock on the wood. Um, what cannot be said? What can be said that has already have been said about Fox and Sabonis? I tweeted it out. Listen, Fox is the baddest man in the league right now. Now you can have your preferences. You can have oh well, this guy, that guy. But we're going to go to bat for our guy, Daily Sabonis, Liz. That's one thing about Kings fans. And the great thing about this is, you know, that the Kings have had great players over the years. They, they've had Chris Webber. They had Boogie Cousins. Um, they've had talented players. But I don't think they've ever had a guy like Fox who just – the talent is above and beyond anything we've ever seen in a Kings uniform. I don't count Oscar Robertson. He was a Rochester Royal. I'm talking legitimate Sacramento Kings. When you think of all the Sacramento Kings that have played in the league, Fox clearly has the ability to be the best one in history when all is said and done. They will retire Fox's jersey when all is said and done. Because this guy, man, he just is it, – it's, it's inconceivable just how every time he has that ball in his hands, you are just – expecting something great to happen. Is it a drive to the rim? Is it a pull-up too? The guy has so much talent. And then you combine that with the magicianry of the almighty Saboner. We salute the Saboner. Another three-piece triple-double combo with an extra biscuit. This team is firing on all cylinders, man. Over, over seven games, over 500. They hit that mark January 18th last year. It's not even Christmas yet. And a reminder, get your favorite aunt something for Christmas. But all jokes aside, man, these are the kind of games, if you're going to be a great team, if we want to be talked about in the upper echelon, if we want people to say, you know what, the Kings, they're a serious contender, you not only got to win these games, you got to kick the ass of a team like the War the Wizards. We kicked the Warriors' ass last time they played, but you got to kick teams like the Wizards' ass and send a message to the league. Send another message tonight. This Kings team is so special. I don't know about Levine. I don't know about all this other stuff. I just know this team has the ability to go far. All right. Light the beam. They did it again. Turn on the fucking Jets. Gotta love what we saw tonight, people. Gotta love what you saw tonight. You like that. 100%. And, and shout out to Kings fans for absolutely shitting on the idea of Zach Levine becoming a Sacramento King. I don't think I saw anybody that's saying, yeah, let's do it. Like pretty much my whole timeline was like, hell no. So also I just have to say, I love 
that we have outstanding citizens on our team. And I know that's corny. I'm old, so that's my brand. But seriously, I love that we have outstanding citizens. We're not knocking up IG models and making the news in a negative way. Uh, That's an amazing thing. The NBA does need to revamp their rookie transition program. Seriously, have a TED Talk four hours long. Bring in the OGs that the players respect and have them talk to these young rookies about who they date and everything else. It's like, my goodness, yet another basketball player, NBA player, goes down and gets put on blast by an IG model and just gets messy. It's ridiculous. To today's news. Yeah, I will say about the Zach Levine stuff, um, I don't really get the hype. Like, I mean, he's a good player. I'm not going to, like, deny that. But I just feel like he would want the ball too much. And unfortunately, in this system, like we've constantly talked about, he's going to be, like, probably fourth or fifth option. Like, he's not going to get the ball. He, You know what I mean? Like, he would play, like, the Harrison Barnes type role. I think they would probably look for him, obviously, more than Harrison Barnes now. But I just don't see the fit with this team, um, unfortunately. And, you know, he's injured right now. So I don't know how he'll be when he comes back from injury and everything. Um, So, and I just think, like, if it was me personally, like, if we were to pick anyone off of the Chicago Bulls, I would want Alex Caruso because I just feel like defensively he's very great. He's kind of that dog. So that's, like, a player that I would only, like, want to get from them. But... Yeah, I'm just happy that, you know, we finally have a team that there's no, I mean, I guess, we you know, the Stockton Kings obviously had that whole thing come out, um, unfortunately, about, you know, that whole thing. I really don't want to speak on it because we don't know fully all the details, but just that part is unfortunate. Um, But yeah, I'm just happy that like our main team, there's no, there's no drama. These guys, you know, fight for each other. I feel like they they truly are family. I mean, you heard Kevin Herter talking about it in the last game after Keegan had his, you know, um, performance that he had and basically said, you know, like him and Fox have a sibling rivalry, you know, they work together all summer. So these guys, I just feel like are just committed to one another. They're locked and loaded. So I just, this team is special. So I I really hope, and I shared a tweet that Rissé posted um, about Sabonis and like, we should not take these times for granted because eventually, you know, there's going to be the downtimes again where we have to go through, you know, another situation where we might have a stretch where we're not good. I hope that's not obviously a 16 year long stretch, but just enjoy it guys. Like we are winning. We are finally a good team. We're watching great basketball. These guys are competitive. We have, you know, like he has to be in the MVP conversation and Deer and Fox, just what he does on a nightly basis um, is just insane to me. And he's his defense. Like we could talk about his offense all we freaking want, because obviously what he does on the offensive end is special, but on the defensive end, just watching him grow is truly I think what could get him like over that hump of being in that MVP conversation, because when you could be a two-way player like that and, you know, put up the numbers you're putting on the offensive end, then you're going to get a lot of love in this league and maybe not by the national media, but I know other teams are noticing it. Other players and things like that are noticing it. So just enjoy it guys. We truly have a very special team right now. And I have a feeling you know, Monty's not done with this roster. They'll continue those upgrades and things like that. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited to continue the season and, you know, continue watching some winning basketball. No, I know. I honestly feel like as they improve throughout the season, I, I'm going to put us close to contendership. 
I would still say we're pretenders right now. I think we're in the conversation, but as far as being the elite, elite teams, and yes, this Boston game coming up is going to be a very important litmus test for this team. But if they do beat Boston handily, or at least uh, it's a close game and and they do what they need to do, uh, I'm going to start to believe in my homer meter is going to go up. I don't want it to. I, I want to stay neutral, but if they beat Boston, I'm going to get more excited than I really need to be. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, if we if we start kind of figuring out these teams like Boston, like Philadelphia, if we can figure out those teams and, you know, not get blown out. And, you know, because I think last year I remember when we played Boston in Sacramento when Trey Lyles and Brooke Lopez got into it. Um, it was that was a very competitive game until the very end. And then, you know, the Bucks kind of did what they did. They put, you know, defensively, they just went on a tear and then they ended the game. Um, but yeah, if we could kind of get over the hump with those teams, um, we could start kind of seeing a little difference. But then again, we also have to think about, you know, we have those teams in the West that we just have not been able to beat. So um, I think, like I said, there's certain teams that have your number um, and we just have to figure it out eventually. But I have a feeling because De'Aaron Fox didn't play those two games in Houston and Houston's really bad on the road. So I feel like we could be the better team against Houston when they come to Sacramento and play us. But the Pelicans, I really can't wait to see them again. Um, And even like the Timberwolves, I know we beat them the first time, but they're still a team that is great on a night to night basis. So I'm just excited to see us kind of do these games the way they're doing them because Washington, I always feel like is a trap game for us because Last year they came in and they freaking completely just destroyed us. Like wasn't even a game. We looked terrible. We looked like we didn't even want to be playing that night. It was just an all around bad game tonight. They came out, obviously did their business and, you know, we didn't let a team that is, you know, horrible. It's just like sad to watch what they're going through um, come in to our home court and uh, lose a game like that. Cause you just can't have that, especially at home. And I really hope they do uh, West Unsell Jr. right and, and allow him to coach that team as they get more talent. Because right now, I, I think it's just a roster fit. You know what I mean? The, the roster construction is just off for him. But I hope they don't get some pieces and then fire him and bring in a new coach as if it was the coach's fault um, for how they're doing right now. Manny, well, welcome back. What's going on? What's up, guys? Great game. Guys did what they were supposed to do. Didn't fall for any okie doke of like not taking the team seriously, which is, I think that's progress in itself. It just seeing them, especially when they lost to them last year at home. Uh, other than the second unit, obviously, at the end, kind of wilted that we lead a little bit, but uh, it was good to see Mike. I love watching Mike still coaching all the way to the end, even knowing like still teaching these young guys that, hey, you know, that's how Keon got his little, you know, made his little knack and got into the starting lineup and got into the rotation. So, it's up to these other guys to do the same, right? Like that's we want to see all these young guys grow. But um I think I want to talk a little bit more about the Bulls, right? Because obviously as a Bulls fan, I've pretty much watched every single game that Zach's played in the last umpteenth years that he's been with the Bulls and even watching them put together. And I've said it before, like I commend them for what they did. They put together a team with ball. It didn't work out with Bob, which was basically the collapse of that team. Um, but the other thing that happened with ball being gone in my eyes, as soon as I, as I knew for a while, he wasn't going to be there. My biggest eyes were on Zach 
And what was Zach going to do? Because at the end of the day, this was Zach's team. Yeah, they brought in Vucevic. Yeah, they brought in Caruso and DeRozan. But DeRozan was already, that first year that he was there, that was his peak, right? Like, they got everything they needed out of uh, DeRozan that first year that he was with the Bulls. And it was insane. But this was supposed to be Zach's team. And everything was supposed to revolve around Zach. And he was supposed to take that next level of not just being an athlete and being a dunker, but being able to hit mid-range and being able to take over games and showing maturity. And while I've seen some improvement by him, he's non-existent on the defensive end. He has lows where if he hits one or two three-point shots, he just camps out and thinks that he's got this the greatest jump shot on earth. And yeah, he'd go to the hole here and there, but he's been exposed in the last couple of years with ball gone. And I dig what some people want. They they see, they think that maybe Mike can get something out of uh, Zach and maybe he'll pull off what, what I, I, I equate it to what Rivers and Garnett did in, in Boston, where when Pierce and Walker were there together, they were non-existent on the defensive end every single year until Garnett got there, Walker was gone and he kind of got into Pierce's ear, uh, and, and and made him start playing a little bit of defense before they won that championship. But I don't think Mike's going to get that out of Zach. And I don't think what you would have to pay to get him, I don't think it's worth taking the risk that it's a big, big if. If can, if can you get this out of Zach? Can, you let, can he conform to a team? Can he understand that he's not going to be the man here? And probably at best, if, if Keegan becomes that number two, he's third or fourth after Sabonis or maybe a little bit ahead, depending on what he does. But will he be willing to take that backseat? I don't think you can take a chance on picks and a players with somebody like that. I'd rather have Caruso on the cheaper end or even DeRozan as a, as a mentor and the kind of model citizen he is and, and what he can do sometimes on both ends of the floor. But I just don't think you can take the risk with somebody like Zach. What happened to Ayo? How is he doing? Uh, Manny, thanks for that. What happened to Ayo, though? I, that, that kills me, dude, because that first year, he looked like he had so much promise, and then he just regressed. And I don't know if it's – I don't know if it's that team. I don't know if it's the development of dude. I don't know if it's um, just him. I loved him in college. I watched him play – almost every game in college because I love the Illini too. And I thought he was a steal in the late 20s. I thought that first year he proved that he was a steal. And then I don't know, man. I don't know if between him and Patrick Williams and even uh, Kobe White at times, even though he's been great the last 10 games or so. And that's another thing was that gone. The team has played better. But uh, I don't know, man. Like he's one of the biggest disappointments for me because I had high hopes for that guy. And Maybe he needs another, you know, like Davion in my eyes. Like maybe he just needs to have a fresh start somewhere and somebody that will actually work with him more. Like I think he'd be great here, but I don't know. You no, know, I'm glad you mentioned Davion. But, you know, A.O. DeSunmu kind of had that Davion slash Herb Jones type of defensive hype. Mm-hmm. And then I, I don't know what happened. I don't hear his name anymore. I mean, granted, the Bulls are losing, but still people usually still get singled out. He's been starting. Since Kobe White, since Zach is gone and Kobe kind of moved in, they've actually started him a bunch. And 
he hasn't he hasn't done he hasn't made a dent he hasn't done anything it's just been basically Kobe White and DeRozan and Vucevic and even Patrick Williams has started to come out a little bit and played a little bit better which is encouraging but um yeah I don't know man that's I hope he gets another chance he's a good kid I've met him he's a nice guy I've no guys I know guys that have played with him uh I just think I don't know they they just don't develop well over there and you would think in a big city and that kind of organization, you'd be geared towards that. But I don't know. Yeah, I think it'll be a while, unfortunately, um, until they reach new heights. And it's a shame because Chicago just was that franchise for a moment. But they're going through yeah, it. Yeah, it's been a while. But at least we got the Kings. Right? Like, <laughs> and you live in Sacramento. You're in the thick I of do. it, dude. So, no, Yeah, man, you guys are. Like I always say, you guys are phenomenal. This team is phenomenal. I, I don't even if God, I, don't, I still don't get like all that hate. Like even if, even if I'm trying to word this correctly, like you can be from wherever else and you don't know anything about a team or you don't root over that team. But when you see a fun team, a team that plays, like you see these guys rooting for each other, Mike Brown, all this, like, dude, how can you not as a basketball fan in general? Like if you're just a basketball fan. How are you going to look at the Kings and hate? Or how are you going to look at the Kings and just talk talk shit? Like, dude, they're exciting to play. I don't even if I wasn't rooting for the Kings at all. Like, I still would watch every game if I could. Just watch, just seeing how much fun they have in such an exciting way that they play. Like, it's it's infectious, man. Like, the hating is just so stupid. I, I honestly feel like there's multiple, and, and we'll get into this later because I, I do want to get these people in. But I just think there's multiple subgroups of fans. And they're just, they enjoy this game in different ways. I think some people literally are just fans of like basketball graphics on Instagram. Those little infographics that people put out with stats, that's all they know. I think there's strictly highlight watchers. I think there are people that are, their knowledge of the game is strictly just from either spaces or Twitter. It's strange. And, <laughs> and as far as just real basketball fans that just watch uh, the game as a whole, they're out there too. It's just there's so many ways to consume this game and, and, and interpret it. And it's it's really strange. I'm actually actually that's my jam is the anthropology side of it and just studying people and how they react to the game. It's fascinating, honestly. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I seen something pop up the other day and I just thought I'd share it with you guys quickly. Is is um something that's really improved from last season is Sacramento. It has the um they're, they're leading the NBA in defensive rebound percentage. So basically, any any rebounds that can be get get can be got off shots on the defensive end, Sacramento are leading. So so they're also the third best team in in allowing second chance points. And I think last year over the season they were twenty second in defensive rebound percentage. And I just think that's that's pretty interesting because for all the flack we give Harrison Barnes and, and zero rebounds again tonight. So um, for all the flack we've been given Harrison Barnes. Um, and then also like the roster tweaks as well because we're pretty much playing Trey Lyles as small ball five this year. And um, I was having a look at his per, per 36 and per 100 possessions and the drop-off between DeMontis Sabonis to Trey Lyles in, in the rebounding department, it, it's not a lot. I think per 36, uh, Sabonis is at about 12.5 maybe and, and Trey Lyles is at about 10.5. So when you think about how elite of a rebounder um, Demontis Sabonis is, and you're not getting that much of a drop off with Trey Lyles, and and also I had a look and and Sasha Vizenkov 
I know it's only probably small sample size, but his his defense his defensive rebounding rate is really good as well. So I think um, you know for all the focus we, we put on Sasha on the um, offensive end about his shooting and floor spacing and, and we've been at the start of the season they were all concerned about his defense but his defense is, is looking a, a bit better than what we thought it was going to be and that um, rebounding rate as well from the Euro League ha- has translated into the NBA so that's um that's really positive really good to see so far so um yeah, I'll just I'll just leave leave you that little tidbit before he's all done. Ben, you're the best. We appreciate the intel. No, honestly, Sasha's team defense is totally fine. If not anything, it's above average because his feel for the game is just so great. Cliche, I know, but yeah, it does translate on both ends of the floor. Yeah, just right before we close up shop, uh, I wanted to ask because I just saw I've been catching up on the timeline. Um, so. Juan Toscano Anderson, he got minutes in the first quarter tonight. How'd he look? Oh, dude, it was it was literally in the last 30 to 40 seconds. No, he looked oh, fine. So like he he was just putting pressure on the ball. Okay. Um, and then Herter, you know, threw a dot to him, uh, you know, in the Garbaggio time, and he got his first points with the lay-in. So, no, he looks fine. It's just nice to have, you know, a 6'6 guy that could guard four positions. And, and he's twitchy. He's fast. He's athletic. I'll take it. I, yeah, I kind of wonder because I've always like Juan Toscano Anderson, you know, watching like the Warriors and stuff. Um, but I wonder if he's going to kind of get more rotational minutes, um, like kind of over Chris Duarte. That'll be interesting to see if that'll happen. So I'm curious to see as games go on. Yeah, maybe. Um, you know, and I totally get it. You know, if he knows Mike Brown's system really well and. and all he really does have to do is make his shots and he'll definitely um, overtake Duarte in the starting lineup for sure. I mean, not the lineup, but the rotation. Thanks everyone for coming through. We're out. Liz, thanks for coming. Uh, even though. Yeah, I'll be a better, I'll be a better teammate on a Wednesday. I think. That's nah, man, game, heal so. up, <laughs> heal up. Hope everything's not sore. Goodbye. Good night. And light the beam. Light the beam, y'all. Good night. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.